Welcome, everybody. It is episode 44 of Hot Take from the Kitchen. It's been a while since we last recorded. We finally got some episodes out today, which we've been trying to get out. But lots going on. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Hot Take from the Kitchen. And our email address is hottakefromthekitchen at gmail.com. Is H O T T A K E F R O M T H E K I T C H E N at gmail.com. So send us some emails. You sound sick. It was a rough day yesterday. So. What happened yesterday? Well, it was more Saturday night. Oh, that's right. You got crazy. Yes. And night didn't end well. So. Oh, man. So, yeah, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, I don't really know where we're going to go from here, but, um, well, probably do trivia. You want to do hot takes first? Sure. We can talk about some hot takes. Okay. Did you watch any of the All-Star game last night? I watched bits and pieces during the commercial breaks of The Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. I didn't watch a whole lot. Ooh, let's talk about The Walking Dead. I hear it's really good right now. It's all right. Somebody told me that I should give it a chance because it's actually gotten a lot better. It's gotten different, which is nice. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it made me kind of want to watch it, but I have yet to watch it since Rick left. You should watch it anyway. I don't so, care if Rick left. He needed to go. Well, I mean, I'm just saying I haven't watched it yet. So It's a different storyline, so it's nice different feel to it so it's interesting the new bad guys are coming in so all right um the all-star game it's the second year that i watched it with the new format and it is really really good like best i've seen it in a really long time i think it bottomed out i think it was like two years ago I mean, I was sorry, not two years ago. It would have been like four years ago. Bottomed out a long time ago. And it, it was last night. was really good. There's even defense being played. I didn't see a whole lot of defense being played when I watched it. Yeah. Well, did you watch anything past the third quarter? No. Yeah. Well, then. <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, it's by far really, I'm impressed and I'm not the only one. I mean, there's a lot of good feedback on it. Obviously, I think they, I heard, I heard someone like, they shot 167 three-pointers or something like that. Yeah. So, like, just some atrocious amount. So, nobody was going to necessarily try to get hurt, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I tell you what, it was uh, – at least they were trying. And that was a good – when LeBron's team got down by 22 and LeBron kind of said, okay, enough's enough, and then they made that run, it was good because Giannis's team did not want that to happen. And they were they were playing basketball, and it was really cool to see. At least it, well, all-star basketball, I mean, you know, they weren't. You know, fouling and ripping each other's heads off, but um, the most competitive all-star game I've seen in a really long time. So well, that's good. Yeah, still a lot of points scored. Oh yeah. Oh, of course there's going to be. I mean, because nobody's going to hurt anyone there. You know, the fact that there was fouls even called and they were shooting a free throws alone made me impressed. So, all right. Well, there's hope for that all-star game. Then. Well, I mean, what do you mean by that? Here's my thing, right? I think you, you, I'm, I'm big on this right now. Anyone can sit there and nitpick it. So what do you suggest is the solution to it? Make the players care. So just, I know it's going to be hard to do that, but yeah, offer them more money. Don't, I, I, don't play for money. Do you really think it's money? I don't yeah. think it's money. I mean, here's what I mean by that. Or just get rid of the All-Star game altogether. I mean, that I'm, I'm open to that. Yeah. Um, here, here's the reason I'm saying is, <clears throat> let's look at Anthony Davis, right? So Anthony Davis played for like five minutes or whatever the hell he played for last night and, you know, he had a good time, whatever. But, I mean, when a guy – I mean, I I don't know how much you can pay them. You're already paying, what, $25,000? I don't know. I think the loser gets twenty-five and the winner gets fifty. So, and – I mean, for you and me, that's a lot of money. Either way, you and I'd be happy with those. But pocket change, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's right. It's pocket change, these guys, and they're always going to, no matter the amount you come up with. I think it's always going to be that way. 
And the only the only thing I can think of that you would do that is is which they've kind of tapped in a little bit is that by having the players select the teams, there's a little bit of ownership in it, a little bit of pride on the line. You know, LeBron was not going to lose Giannis last night. You could tell he was. I mean, not only from the pride aspect, but his team. You know, it's almost like Giannis is to me. I mean, when he picked three centers, you knew they were going to be in trouble. So I mean, like in the ones that LeBron's team got cooking, it was just kind of crazy to watch all those three pointers fly. They were flying all game for 167. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. They maybe have the players put up their own money and bet. I mean, again, that could possibly be it. But, again, I think some of these guys that have so much money in it. I, I, that's what I said. I don't think money is the answer. I don't think it could be money. They always so. want more money. That's why you're seeing these extraordinary exorbitant contracts. So. You seem very negative tonight. Do you not want to do this? I'm fine. I'm okay. just telling you how it is. <laughs> I mean, Money I, solves everything for these people sometimes. I don't – I don't care. We'll just let you. I'll leave you. I'll leave you I'm just letting you know. <laughs> well, I, when you say these people, I think you're making a pretty big sweeping generalization. I think some people care about basketball. For basketball players. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I didn't go very well. Oh, uh, I guess we'll talk about Jesse Smollett, the actor who was attacked a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so it was like Jan- January 28th or somewhere around there. So let's t- let's dissect it. First of all, when you heard he got attacked, what did you feel? How was your? How did you react? I thought that was too bad, and the people who did it are bad people. <laughs> because I guess it was it made out there was a racial attack and a homophobic attack, and just. There's something wrong. It was kind of reported that way, yeah. yes. And so you were led to believe that. My problem with the, with that is this, and I'm not including sports because sports is kind of different. But when was the last time you ever heard of a celebrity getting assaulted? I mean, like like in the streets like that. Yeah. So like when I first read it, I was like, well, that's really weird because like you just don't hear about like celebrities at all. That even, even like Denzel or that's a bad example, but. I know, take the most ghetto black guy you can think of. You just, just don't hear about him and it shut down like that. So it's kind of weird to hear that. It just made me pause. I was like, well, that's really weird. Now, bas- now athletes are weird. We've heard athletes getting broken in their houses all the time and they're truly stolen. Same with rappers. So, But it was just really weird to me that in this situation that happened. So then, fast forward. Uh, this weekend it comes out that he planned this whole thing and paid these two guys to attack him and pour bleach on him and put a noose around his neck because I guess he was being written off to show Empire and he didn't want to lose his job so he thought this would help him keep his job. Which is messed up. (laughs) Um, Well, when people are faced with losing money or in situations, people like do stupid shit. I mean, we all know that. So I'm not saying that I saying that what he did was right, but I mean, I understand, I guess, going those weird things. But it's kind of messed up. It is. And what's what's so messed up about it is it made it so polarizing about, you know, there was racism involved, there was, you know, um, homophobic issues involved with that, and it became this really just this thing, and then to find out that it's like he essentially played people. Yeah. And it's kind of, I mean, you kind of use this world we live in to his benefit, and it's just kind of messed up. Like, um, it's definitely the dark side of it, you know, because, you know, I think people were, you know, I, I don't think people were surprised at the one they heard it in a way. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, you saw the reaction. I mean, I'm sure I'm on Twitter a little bit more than you are, but, um, because yeah, I've never, <laughs> but there was like, you know, this is why, you know, black men's never safe in America and all, you know, that whole thing. And then of course, you know, just, it just went on and on and on. And they kind of find out that he just like, you know, made the whole thing up just so that he could get that reaction from these, from a certain set of, set of people. It's just kind of, just kind of messed up. It is. 
I mean, it's by far one of the most massive things I've heard in a long time. So, yeah. It's crazy. All right. What else can we talk about? Let's talk about Michigan State. Right. Yeah, I mean, tragic what happened to them over the weekend. I mean, they're, they're pretty much – I mean, we've talked about them a little bit on this pod, losing, you know, Langford hurt, but we're going down is – I mean, geez, oh, Pete's. I mean, that's the equivalent to Michigan losing Matthews and then losing um, Teske. So it's like – and the, I mean, it's still – there's still talent there, but, I mean, they've lost two of the big yeah. – and that's really too bad because – you know, you really were looking forward to like maybe a Michigan, Michigan State, Big Ten final, and both of them doing well in the tournament. And it's just really too bad to see injuries kind of throughout that for. Yeah, it's part of the game. You never know when it's going to happen. So. Yeah, I didn't really see when he did it. I was watching the game off and on, and next thing, and one minute he's on the court, the next minute I see him on the bench, and he's got his hand wrapped. And so. Yeah. I don't even know if like I don't know when it happened either. I just I just heard about it today, like we're done for the year. I was like, holy cow! Like that's just such a blow to Michigan State because I mean I don't know. I'm not a, I'm a huge Michigan State fan, but I always I always like them during tournament time. And, and that's not to say that still may not do well because they play defense. And it seems like as we just talked about the NBA All Star game, um, teams that play defense always seem to do just a little bit better. <laughs> and one of my NCAA rules is you have to have good guard play. And they still have Winston. So, like, yeah. I mean, it's it's still – there's still stuff there. They're just not as – I mean, they, they could have been a number one seed if they would have had a word. And, you know, so. I don't think they would have been a one seed. But. Well, they could have been. If they would have beat Michigan both times and then win the Big Ten tournament. I still don't think they would have been a one seed. You don't think so? No. I mean, because then they they don't lose a lot of these games. They're probably only a one loss team. I guess we'll never know. Yeah, I mean, you do know. But I'm just saying, like, you know, a lot of their losses now they have just because they're not. In. I mean, it's tough. Yeah. How do you feel about Michigan? Uh, last Tuesday I wasn't too thrilled with them, but now that they played Maryland. They- Feel happier. Well, I mean, Maryland shouldn't have counted, right? I mean, Maryland sucks. So they were ranked. Well, I know, but I mean, like, I always think when you play at home against a lower ranked team, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, a win's a win. Yeah. Well, the 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 book is out on how to beat Michigan. We talked about this, so it's tough. I mean, they're still one of the best teams in the nation. Okay. I think. I mean, I don't know if they'll get a number one seed either now. No. I mean, if they beat Michigan, well, it stinks that Michigan State's going to suck now because, uh, you know, beating a top 10 team twice and then winning the Big Ten tournament probably would have gotten them number one seed. But they definitely have to run the table from here on out to get a number one seed. Yeah, they've got a rough schedule coming up. It was, yeah, one more home game and then. Oh, the Michigan schedule is brutal. And that one home game is against Michigan State. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I was just talking about this the other day. I talked, I mean, it was you, but six weeks ago, a while ago, when I was, Michigan was undefeated, talking about the end of Michigan's schedule, and whoever made that for him just absolutely had to hate them because, like, and Michigan State, Michigan State's end of season schedule is brutal, too. Yeah. And I was like, I don't understand why you would do that to your best two teams. I mean, I get that you kind of like UNC do like to play each other toward the end of the season. I get that, but man, like, you could at least. Throw in somebody there that. Well, I was I forgot what game I was watching, and the announcer's like, "Yeah, they do this because of the sports schedule. You know, you have all the football at the beginning of the year, and so it's opening up for these games to be more on, tele- on TV and viewed more. And so it's ratings; it's a business. Uh, I mean, that does surprise me. That makes sense what you say like that. Um, I wish. Conferences would do a better job of protecting their teams, you know, but that's the whole thing. You know, I get it. And the, you know, it's, it's Again, a business. It comes down to money. Yeah, it's a business. Yeah. So, I mean, I get it. All right. I guess we'll move on to trivia. 
I think our last question was the one about the breakfast joint. Yes. All right. So the last question we asked was, what popular breakfast joint in Alpena can you request your pancakes to be made into fun shapes like bunnies or tractors? And the answer is Nick's Southside Diner. My educated guess was them, but I didn't know that for a fact. Yep. And that is a authentic 1950s boxcar diner and is located on US 23 South. So when you're coming north, you see the big silver thing on the right-hand side. That is Nick's Southside Diner. Quarterly we eat there. Yeah. I've ate there probably twice. Yeah. We, about every three months, we'll either do breakfast or dinner there. And it's almost always with Allison's parents. So, um, and what's crazy is every time I go there, there's a two or three people there that I know. So like, I think the last, the last time I went there for breakfast, the whole lamb family was there. So I don't know if they were having a meeting or whatever, but I saw the whole crew. Last time I ate there was with my mom and we had a meeting on our race a couple years ago. There you go. All right. And this week's question I'll make it a short one. Where did the name for Alpena's State Street originate from? This was an interesting one. So tune in for next episode to hear the answer. I was reading through the questions before you came over, and there's quite a few that really made me think, wow, it's kind of cool. There are the questions that are coming up. I not only do not have any idea what the answers to them are, but the background on them, some of it's intense. Like, it's awesome. Like, yeah. All right. I guess we'll take a break and come back. So here's how this is easy. I figured out how we could do this. So what did you do this weekend? I went to the beer release party at Latitudes. And how did that go? It was a pretty good beer. A lot of people show up. Yeah, it was pretty steady and busy. I mean, it was a latitudes is a small bar here in town, so it's kind of easy to keep it packed. But yeah, I enjoyed myself for a little bit. And now they did a regular style IPA. Yes. Versus the New England one we did yes. last year. I haven't had any yet. I might have one tomorrow night if I go to. Tomorrow's a big day. We got a lot of stuff which we're going to talk about later on here, but. Um, how many did you have? Too many. Too many. I like that. That's a good answer. Uh, That's the best answer. No, it wasn't. But. I think you texted me at one point this weekend and said something about sneakers. So you made a return to sneakers? Yes, there was a return to sneakers. I don't know why we went. <laughs> we did. I, I thought sneakers closed. I did too, but apparently it's reopened. But I don't think it's officially called sneakers. Oh, okay. Well, um... Yeah, I haven't been to Sneakers in a really long time. First time I've been in a couple of years, too. So, um, But it hasn't changed. So. <clears throat> and I think I ran into Joe Case. I saw Joe at the annual dinner. Um, it was interesting. I'm standing there in the annual dinner, and it was just me at first. when I met. And then Matt got there, Matt Shinsky. And <clears throat> I was talking with Matt for a while, and then Matt Cameron got there. So now I'm like, hey, we got a pretty good team here. We got Matt Cameron and I mean, Matt Cameron's. <clears throat> and then Joe came. And I was like, well, holy cow. I mean, like, you know, Joe Case, Matt Shinsky, Matt Cameron. You can shut down. And then Colin Brennan came. So like, there was some pretty decent basketball players there. I was like, this room is uh, pretty legit. So, um, but, yeah, it's always good to see Joe. Yeah. God bless him. I love him. I think it was him. <laughs> He looks exactly the same. So. Well, I know, but I just wasn't in the best state. Oh, I get it. So you might have saw two Joes is what you're telling me. Uh, <clears throat> I talked to him for a, while, a couple minutes, and I think it was Joe. <laughs> Were you, like, just blubbering? And, like, I'm sad I missed this because that's uh, my favorite stage of you is that, like, when you just don't shut up. And those of you who know of you, when you get to, I don't, I have a very rare group of people I've ever seen, like, know oh. that you don't shut up. I don't think I was blubbering. <clears throat> I was on my way to getting sick, so. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. It wasn't. 
So thank you, Karen, for driving me home. Karen, we can... Yeah, our friend Trivia. Oh, Grosky. Yeah. She just donated a hundred hero today, yes. which we will, or two hundred, which we'll, like I said, we'll talk about that. So then, um, so the beer was good. Yeah, it was a good beer. No, they're going to have it all around town. I think it's just that latitude. Okay. Like our beer was last year at the Fresh Palette. And, well, our beer ended up making it around a little bit. I don't know if you knew that or not. Though. Yeah, I didn't. It was at the Owl, and then it was at one other place. I can't remember what it was, because I remember I saw it there, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I mean, it was mainly at the Fresh Palette, though. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely uh, I can't wait to try it. I'm going to go off my diet a little bit just to have one or two and support a good cause. Yeah. So I went to the Boys and Girls Club. Yes. Yeah. So, so um, a dollar for every pint that was sold <clears throat> Saturday night went to the Boys and Girls Club. I'm not telling latitudes what to do, but I do know that Eric Peterson generously matched what we sold, and it made a, a really cool amount. So um, <clears throat> I think Huron was going to make a donation too. Yeah. So, so well, Huron the donation Huron is the dollar for beer. So, at least that's how it was before. Well, I thought that was, Latitudes was making a dollar donation, and then Huron was going to. Oh, okay. Going. That's my, my understanding. All right. So, but I mean, I, had, I don't know. I had half a beer already. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they have it set up this time, so. Um, but that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's money going to a good cause. So yes. So. You can always take that. <clears throat> um. And, of course, I'm sure that this event thing will happen again, but it won't happen with Celebrate. No. Because there was, to my knowledge, I mean, either they might do another Celebrate, and maybe they'll get it if they do it, but um, I don't know anything about it. So, yeah. and, I don't know. I don't either. <laughs> it's a, it's a I, it sounds weird, but, like, I'm not telling what, it's just, like, for us, when we did this, you know, celebrate as you know with your run. And we started planning it a year in advance to start getting the idea, it's just even the room booked because you know it's at the Aplex, so yeah. people are getting married all the time and doing crazy stuff. And there's other things in town, and we're always trying to be respectful of those things. And I don't think any of those have been done. And um, you know, we would give some guidance, but we're definitely not going to put it on. You know? yeah. So. Um, yeah, so I think it's out there. It's a free agent item. So I told Justin Cooper, Christensen Cooper at the loft, he should approach him for their uh, auction item because you know I'm, I know I think I think Mountain Town really enjoys doing it. Yeah, and it's a first class experience, as you and I both know. Oh yeah, and uh, it's a good time. So. Yeah, and and then Huron does a first class party, oh, as yeah. you know. They put a lot of work into it. Yeah, yeah, you know all about that. Now. Two years in a row. <laughs> awesome. So then, um, anything else go on this last week? <clears throat> uh, I interviewed for a new position at work today. So we'll see how that goes. I don't know if I'll take it if I'm offered. Is it like a... It's, it's for a financial manager assistant position. So it's in a new building. and Well, the first building I worked in, I would probably move back there and be under a new company, but we'll see. I like it. You could be a mastermind. No. <laughs> no. Okay. We'll see. So my weekend, I went and visited my daughter. I took my two boys with me, so as you know, that made me grouchy because I was, um, it certainly isn't cheap. No. <laughs> I and, see they were sleeping. The whole yeah, and it's tough because you want, I mean, I always, I mean, I, I sound like a kind of an asshole when I say like that, but it's just tough sometimes. You know, you want to go. It's tough enough to go down to your to see your daughter, but then you pay for gas, and then in the hotel room, and then you know you're feeding. My my kids like to eat, you know. So like, when we go somewhere, it's not like oh well, we're going to spend twenty dollars to get out of there. You know, everything's expensive, and it's just like the wears on you after a while. You know, like my God. So, but my daughter's covers are filled. I got to see her throw first time collegiately. So that was good. And she PR'd, but we don't know what it was because she didn't qualify for it. It was a D2 meet. So she had to hit a, a certain distance to get measured, and she just was shy of it. I mean, just shy. And 
That seems stupid. Yeah, well, she was mad about it because yeah. I mean, she really PR'd. She had PR'd big time, and she would have liked to have that. But since they don't measure it, she doesn't get it. So <clears throat> this weekend's conference championship. Well, maybe she should take a tape measure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. The guy that did the measuring was amazing. He was like that hockey ref. I don't know the guy's name, but he's very dramatic. So anytime people wouldn't score, he'd do this very dramatic gesture of like, no good. And then anytime they would – Score, he would take the stake in the ground, just like like it was Gandalf and sticking it in the ground, very dramatic, and it was kind of funny. Right. But I mean, when you're doing it for five hours, I think you do it again and do it to make the time go yeah. by. Gotta have some fun with it. Yeah. So, um, what'd you do today? I worked. Anything exciting? Just the interview. Went to yoga, ran this morning. Just a typical Monday. How about uh, your roommate? And how's the roommate situation? Still looking. Still looking. Had a couple people shocked that it hasn't gone. But, and Griffin suggested that I do a video of myself. But I don't know if I can put myself out there like that. <laughs> that is out of your wheelhouse a little bit. What I suggest is maybe, oh, that's so amazing. Um, Someone just messaged me about a donation for Hunter Heroes. So we're getting there. We're almost there. So um, I'll be excited. Just do the video of the room and you talking, not a video. Oh, I posted pictures. So. Yeah, but you know what well, I mean? Like, Griffin's point was that people might be afraid to just move in with somebody they don't know. Well, that so is a really way for people to get to know me. Yeah. Like, I don't collect my hair in a bag <laughs> and my nails. So, um, yeah, I mean, those are all. I don't. I think that's I a great point. idea. I just thought about it. Have you tried to put an ad in the paper? No. I would think that would be your next logical step. I know, but I don't want to spend that much money. It's what twenty bucks. I don't know, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. So, but anyways, let's talk about the room. So, the room, one bedroom room, it's a good size. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice size bedroom. You could fit a full size bed in there easily. Yeah, there's a bed already in there. Sheets. And- a dresser, got a closet, it's a chair to rest in, relax in, read in, whatever. And you're home, but you're not. You're a pretty busy guy. Yeah. And so, I mean, and you're very quiet. Yes. I mean, and one thing I do know about you, unless you're going to have a beer release party, that's about the only time you're not going to be super quiet. Um, so if you were a studying person or a student or even then, you know, or just somebody that just need some privacy, you'd be respectful for oh, yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. The only big issue is parking right now because I don't know where the person would park. But we Can you get your car in the garage? Well, yeah, but they would have to leave before I do. Yes. And you get up early. Yes. I get up really early. I did think yeah. that. So if the person worked <clears> nights, it'd be great because then they just park in the road. Yeah. Not have to worry about it. So, um, yeah, that is. I did think that myself, but I mean, who knows? So my former roommate was parking over at the house next door. Oh yeah, that apparently Greg bought or was buying. We're least considered. I know it'd be nice if he did because if he did, this could become a really amazing block stretch. It would be. <laughs> so, um, I heard that the sale went through. But, uh, that house needs to be. Um, what's the word? The exorcism needs to be performed <laughs> there. So, but I think what I'm going to do is this year I'm not going to do anything for the Fourth of July at my house, and we'll do it here since the gentries, the bars say that you can see the fireworks from here. Because that was the big thing last year. We didn't know, yeah. and so if they're going to have something going on, we might as well just keep it all going on here, and we'll just do it yeah. as a bigger thing. Yeah. And there's no point in us packing up here and leaving because no. we already came here anyways and did it. So it was just almost. Literally, all we did is pack up this party and took it over to my house. So yeah. it's like, what's the point of even doing that? Yeah. So, um, no, that'll be a good time. Yeah. I'm excited about it. And then, of course, um, Ann and Don kind of know this already. We've talked a little bit about it, you know, so forth. So, because we had dual parties going on last year. Yes. So we might as well just combine them and just embrace it, what it is. And then, you know, we can, yeah. And then if people want to come, they can. Yeah. We might as well invite the listeners. Might as well. Come on over. I mean, we have people that listen. I, I still believe it's just your mom and then just some creepy person just keep listening over and over again. 
Oh, it's not my mom. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, all right. So me. So after I did the weekend thing with my kids, saw my daughter, then um, work today, we started 100 Heroes. Or 200 Heroes. So um, in all transparency, I'll level with our listeners. They get the inside scoop. So um, we had a generous donor, which I won't name by name, but um, they have been supporting the United Way for a really, really long time. And then they had formed the United Way um, two years ago that this year they would be cutting their donation in half. So this sizable donation, um, I don't think we have enough listeners, so I don't think it's going to matter. So I'll just say it. So um, hold off. So just the amount of the money is, it's a very large amount that's missing. Yeah. Now, this money paid for administrative, administrative costs. It was never went toward a campaign. But either way, the either way, it's still got to be paid. So, yeah. um, And then also, Lafarge got bought out. And the new play people that deal with Lafarge do not allow payroll deductions for charitable causes like historically they've always done. So we also lost Lafarge. So not only did we just lose this extra large amount of money, we also large, lost, I think, probably our second biggest donor next to the hospital. So, and that's not just us. If you talk to any other nonprofits around here, they all are experiencing the exact same thing with, I think, most of these things. So, because <clears throat> the one person that, no, that decreased our donation does a lot for our community. And I'm certainly grateful. I don't blame them at all. Yeah. So, um but what it does mean is, is last year at this time we were ten thousand dollars short. And what happens is, obviously the United Way campaign kicks off in September. Everyone's excited. Woo! We got money coming in. Everyone's happy. And then Christmas comes, and inevitably, I don't blame anyone ever. But everyone's like, "Holy cow, Christmas!" You know, no one thinks about donating the United Way. So the part of the problem we've always had was, is that Christmas is over, and then how do you re-energize that base? So Allison came up with the idea for 100 Heroes last year. We were $10,000 short. Now, normally what Bruce and I used to do is call businesses, like Real Estate One, and say, hi, Laurie, would you be so generous to donate some money? We're $10,000 short. And then she'd be awesome and cut some out, you know. Um, but um, Allison came up with the idea of, like, man, $10,000 is a lot of money, but if we could get 100 people donate $100, and then it really caught on. So long story short, Sorry, but that was the Cliff Notes version. Where we're going on is that we are considerably short for Mary either way goal right now. We're almost fifty thousand dollars. I just got updated and I can tell you it's forty-seven thousand dollars. We're short. So we're not gonna do four hundred and seventy euros. Yeah. Right. Okay. So um <clears throat> yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, so but twenty twenty heroes pays all the bills for United Way, it pays all the agencies and all the money they need, and it allows United Way to keep functioning just like they were. So we did a 200. And um, hopefully we'll get it. And then that makes the United Way whole. Started today, we already have 11 people. Um, those of you that listen to the radio, we were on True North Radio with Daryl this morning. Daryl's amazing. And then tomorrow morning, we go on the air with Steve Wright. And then Michael Beermeister's coming to buy the dealership tomorrow at 1. And then I have a United Way board meeting at four tomorrow. So it's a, day. it's a busy United Way day. And of course we got people coming in donating the whole time. So right. like um, it's tough because it's a lot going on and we're still trying to sell cars, but um, really it's just amazing. And um, our community, you know, it's stuff like this when I just, I shake my head because I mean, my favorite people, I was telling Allison, my favorite people last year to donate were your parents. You know, I mean, like, there's some people in our community that donate. And I'll be honest, in my personal opinion, they may get mad or saying, but to me, $100 is nothing to them. You know, and then I know your parents, and it's not like they have, you know, a lot of money. So when someone like your parents comes in, and, you know, it just, it just takes my breath away because, like, I mean, I just, you know, $100 is a lot of money to them. You know, some people I know wipe their ass with $100 bills, you know. And so um, it just, when someone like that, I use your parents as an example, when someone like that comes in, donates $100, it just takes my breath away. It really does. And uh, I just, but at the same time, they feel good because, you know, I mean, if your parents could, they would donate the $10,000. If they had that kind of money, they'd just cut the jackets, they'd be done with it. I mean, they're good people. But 
who has ten thousand dollars sitting around quite bad. Yeah. <laughs> so um this gives an opportunity for a whole bunch of people that otherwise want to help, but just really it gives them the opportunity to do that. So and there's all neat things like your guys did, your office, everybody donates a little bit and then they you come on and that's really cool. And I think we're gonna see a lot more of that this year. I think there was only three groups last year that did it, and I think we're gonna see a little bit more. And that's exciting. So Doing that again this year, just trying to get people to throw some money together. I mean, it doesn't have to be a big, big donation. No. I think that's one of the misleading things about and we know this with your race, right? I think if people well, – you get a whole bunch of people are donating a little bit, and all of a sudden it adds up to this big amount, and you're done, and you're like, holy cow. Yeah. You know? And to some of these kids or some of these organizations, we'll use Boys and Girls Club because we did that with your race. Um, $10 is a scholarship for a kid. So when you do it, $500, when we take a $500 check to them, that's 50 kids we just helped, you yeah. know, have scholar, 50 scholarships. Um, so, and, you know, just an example, but there's a lot of those situations that go on, you know, with all these different organizations and, uh, yeah. So, and this is it. Like, uh, March 31st, Alice and I will be done and our term with United Way is over. Kind of feels bittersweet. Mm. It's been a big part of our lives for four years. Put a lot of time and effort into yeah. this. And, uh, but at the same time, I'm excited to see somebody new come in um, and kind of re-energize that we're burnt out. You know, yeah. Bruce, Jamie, Allison, and I, we all are. We know it. And it'll be nice to have someone else come in and kind of... They know who the next year people are going to I don't be. think they do. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Um, I think they've asked a couple people and a couple people... Um, I don't know if maybe I need it. It's weird for me because I, I honestly feel if I went and asked some people, they probably maybe would be considered yes or be more likely to say than the United Way going up to them and asking them. And um, I probably could be a part of that a little bit more, in all honesty. But at the same time, there's a transition period going on here with the new executive director. And I definitely want to give them space to figure out what they want to do and what that all entails, you know, and I told them anytime you have a situation like this, we talked about this on a past podcast with Pat, Patrick Herity from the community foundation, you know, 10 years ago, the community foundation is a lot like the United way is right now. It was kind of just the community knew about it, but it just was kind of like, Hey, you know, and now you look at the community foundation and you're like, wow, it's such a, just almost a powerhouse. They've really through the board and um, having a vision really shaped that into it being just something, just a beacon in our community. And I said, you know, we can be that, you know, you have to have a vision, know what you want it to be and then execute that. And, you know, and I told them that's when we had a talk, it's up to the board and Sonia to figure out what all that is. You know, and the United we had a really strong leader in Jermaine, who was there for 30 plus years and she did an amazing job. But again, just like we said, it's good to have some new life breathing into it. And Sonia definitely offers some new viewpoints, different ideas that she's definitely more social media savvy than Jermaine ever was. You know, Facebook to Jermaine was just like, oh my God, you know, <laughs> just like it was just a whole foreign thing, which, you know, I get it. So, um, yeah. So that's kind of 200 heroes right. and everything that goes along with that there. It'll be, it'll work out. So. I like to think we're going to do it. I mean, like I said, we're at 12 right now and tomorrow is a big day. We're going to fucked. Oh, we had a lot of, I, I had the news coming by. So I have some people purposely dropping money off when the news is there. Yeah. And then of course we have a board meeting and I think almost everyone for the board is going to donate our boards. I think anywhere at eight to 12 members. So that's, you know, when you get 10 donations right there, so that just almost literally doubled what we have right there. And then you add in some people that wanted to just kind of make an end of day. I think tomorrow should be a pretty decent day. So if we can get it to 50 tomorrow, we'll be one quarter of the way there, and I'll feel pretty good about it. Yeah. But um, something we did different last year was we, one, we didn't know it was going to take off like it did. Yeah, I mean, you, done in a week. Yeah, you knew that. I mean, because I was just like, oh, my God. I kept texting you, like, what the hell is going on? And the second thing was is that we did it in a small time frame. 
Uh, we, we have it set up over 10 days. So I think as it gets toward the 28th, I think we'll see more people rushing in. And I just think some people are just kind of, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. So gives me an opportunity to sell some cars in between. Yeah. <laughs> so. While you're here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, that's a really good idea. So. All right. So that's that. Um, that's all I got. That's a lot. Yeah, I did go on a little bit of a tangent there, but not in a bad way. But that's my data update. Um, and really, I've backed off a lot, you know, community-wise. You know, we're, uh, I don't think the hospice walk is happening this year. No. So um, we're not in the part of the planning committee. Jimmy and I are on that. Um, I resigned from the chamber ambassadors. So firework selling and right now it would be firework bracelet time. And then, um, cause annual dinner just got it done and they like, take a breath and then you start firework bracelets and then you take a breath and then you're on a grub crawl and then you take a breath and then you're on annual dinner. So it's just kind of all, you know, it always just turns along. And, um, but you know, I kind of, I felt like I just spent five good years there, made a lot of good connections. And, uh, I just really want to try to focus on selling some cars for a while. So me time. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. No, I think, you know, I mean, you know, because you're, you're my best friend, so you've seen a little bit of a side of me that maybe I don't let other people see. But, I mean, I spread myself thin, and I wore myself out. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't – and sometimes I wasn't able to give a fair shake to some of the things that I felt like. And a lot of people built in excuses for me. I didn't necessarily like that either. You know, like, well, we understand you had a lot going on. And, and that's true, but at the same time, it's kind of, I don't feel good about it because a lot of it was self-inflicted. Okay. So I'm trying to be very, very picky what I do next, you know, and um, there's still things that we're all going to do, you know, because, I mean, I'm really good friends with Justin, and I really believe in art and a lot, and I really believe in the Thunder Bay Theater. Um, gotten to know Jeff pretty well, and um, there's some neat things going on there. I don't know if I'm ready to, like, necessarily just – you know, jump on that full time, full board, you know, like that. But um, just especially, I said, I'll do whatever you need me to do. Just let me know, you know. And so he's a busy, great dude. We're lucky to have someone like that in our community that um, is so passionate. Not I, He's so passionate about what he does that it's able to impact or he, the state. He actually does it at the state level now. Yeah. And he's able to represent our community at the state level. And that's just when you have people, you know, not to brag, but Allison's dad's that way too. When you have somebody at the local level that's able to advocate for our community at the state level, man, alive, that really does a lot for you because, you know, just sometimes everybody, like, hey, what about us over here? Oh, I didn't know about that. And all of a sudden, you know, you know, you get a little funding, get a little recognition, and all of a sudden something serendipitous happens you weren't even expecting so things blow up yeah i mean as as much i mean i don't think people that as much as people like to bitch about the water and all the different things that's going on in our community i don't know if people really understand how awesome allison's dad is i mean the guy's a fucking rock star so i mean like he does stuff for mdot and travels over to gaylord and gives them input because he's so good at what he does and um again it's one of those people in our community that I don't think, especially since he's, his job is kind of like a, ah, people tend to like, you know, when they get mad, he's one of the people they pick up the phone and yell at. Um, I don't think they, a lot of people know what all, how important he is. Maybe he'll engineer a way to fix the potholes in town. Well, Gretchen was here today, so I think that's probably what she was doing, was checking out our roads. That, there's like a one that's a foot deep on first Avenue there. <laughs> yeah. She was in Nalpina today. So she, I didn't know that. Yeah. And uh, she was at the chamber at five 30 and they had a little welcome reception for her. And Griffin texted me that she came to the store and bought a couple items from the store. And, um, he was nervous. <laughs> he said she has security around him. And it made it, that made him even more nervous. Than you're <laughs> I was like, so, um, which, it's amazing because yeah. I picture Griffin when he gets nervous talking even more than he already does. <laughs> so before you know it, he's talking about the thread bun and the t-shirt she's buying. And she's just like, dude, just bring me up and let me get out of here. So at least that's how I hope to win in my head. So. Well, I stopped in Saturday for his 
customer appreciation day and he just talked my ear off and he even apologized like oh i know i'm talking too much like, yeah, you're fine <laughs> griffin spoke at a gma breakfast a little while ago and it was amazing because you know i've gone enough to on two of those enough that they really like it to be five minutes just you know go out there do a little elevator pitch and disappear and Griffin got up there, and you could tell instantaneously he was up there for a while. And he was up there so long because he was the last person to speak. And all of a sudden, it dawned on him, like, I'm going too long. And then all of a sudden, he just wrapped up his speech. And then kind of, God bless him. He is a really special human being, that's for certain. Yeah, He said he had a great weekend. Yeah. Like, it was nice and busy and um, good for him. I mean, I... Always pull for that store because I mean I love that store, um, just because I love Michigan stuff. So like, if it wasn't Griffin's store, I'd be shopping somewhere else that had that type of stuff. And it's just this perfect awesome of because I love him and I love what he does or sells. So it just it's, it's awesome. So I actually bought some stuff. So get a new hoodie. Yeah, I got a blue hoodie that has home and no peanut and. and I got the Verners, Michigan. Yeah. So That's an actual local one. Yeah. Some Michigan sex. So. I was happy. I like it. We're going to run out of time. Just so you know. Oh, that's right. Okay. Let's end it and then we'll come back. All right. All right. Now we're going to move on to our top five and little different for us since we don't drink soda anymore, but it's our top five pops slash sodas. And I'll start it off with number five, and I'll go with Burke's Root Beer. I like a good root beer. Ooh, I love a good root beer. And now I automatically feel like I should have one in there, but I don't. Like when I was scanning in my head, my number five is going to be what I see. What I love Coke Classic. Cold. From the fountain, primarily. That's a good one. Fountain soda is always better than the can and bottled stuff. Ooh, but I'm going to make that argument here in a second as we keep going. But yes, I love a fountain Coke classic, and let's be honest, a rum and Coke. Oh yeah. That's, so that's coming up. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. So, All right. Number four for me. Uh, uh, I guess Squirt. You know, Squirt and Fresca are both really good. And I could take them in weird, like, all of a sudden I'll have this moment where I'm like, I totally could go for one of those. And then I would, like, drink half of it and then I'd throw the rest away. The problem I have is that I've broken away from sweet soda so much that when I actually have, like, a full-fledged Coke Classic, it's just like, holy cow, what am I going to do with all the sugar in my It's just like an overload, you know. You yeah. can feel the syrup coursing through your body, like. So. The squirt mixed with my, I made some slush for Christmas time. Mix those two together, just it's perfection. So number four is a tie for me, and you'll appreciate how I did this. It's grape soda, orange soda. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I prefer it by Crush, and I love the Crush grape soda, and I love the Crush orange soda. They're both amazing. And then for some reason, though, I only want grape soda in the summer. And I'm not going to finish the rest of it out because I just feel like it's not right. But no. <laughs> I know you know what I'm talking about, yes. though. So for some reason, that combination is amazing. And it is what it is. It is. All right. Number three is Coke. Coke, rum and Coke. Squeeze a lime. Is... Yes. My mom still drinks Coke. I try to get my parents off drinking soda, but they just won't give it up. You know, and I don't think drinking soda isn't completely bad, but it's not good if that's all you drink. Yeah. I think they only have, like, my dad has one every night. My mom drinks Coke sparingly. Yeah. I can't drink any type of, like, caffeinated drink after 3 o'clock or else I won't sleep yeah. that, that very well that night. And we're at number three. Yeah. <sighs> Fago cream soda. Hmm. It's I'm only thinking because I these last three are so inter intertwined for me that 
Yeah. I love Fago cream soda. Fago makes some good soda. Though. And even like, Red Pop, too, <laughs> is really good. Yeah. But, yeah. I haven't seen Fago in a while. All right. Number two. Uh, it'll be Fanta Orange Soda. There's something about orange soda, dude, right? It is. There's just something about it. It's weird. <laughs> it is. Uh, and it's well, like... Once it hits your lips. It's, it's, and, you know, what's even weird is what's separate. We can have this discussion right now. Is like McDonald's used to do like an orange drink. And even that wasn't that bad. I actually preferred it sometimes because sometimes they didn't want the carbonation. They don't do, I don't think they do that anymore. I think it was just high seed. Yeah. Now they just have orange pop. No, they don't. So it's heartbreaking. It's unfortunate. My number two is um, probably Verner's. So. (laughs) And I I won't lie to you. There's a Michigan bias there. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I don't, you know, I remember Star Connor from the news. She made a post about, um, Canada Dry being the best ginger ale. And I was like, you are wrong. And and of course, Star's not from here. So instantaneously, I was like, Verner's is the best. You are wrong. And what was a beautiful thing happened. About 10 people from her area, she's from the North Carolina area, all ran in her defense like, what are you talking about? Canada Dry is the best. I was like, whoa, slow your roll there. Pump your brakes. Uh, Whoa. Whoa. So, but yeah, it's interesting how localized Verner's is. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not far reaching. I think it's just Michigan and maybe Ohio and Indiana. My sister, even to this day, when she, she, I guess it's down in North Carolina now, select spots, but even when she comes home, she buys a couple 12 packs and then takes them down with her and looks it up. That's cool. I remember on Parks and Recreation, when it was on NBC, they. Every once in a while, they'd pull out some burners. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Number one, I did have burners on my list, but then I didn't have my list written down. So number one is Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper's really good. It is. But Even what's really weird is I actually like Diet Dr. Pepper better than I like regular Dr. Pepper. I can't take Diet anything. <laughs> Just Dr. Pepper, mix it with some rum, some caffeine. Again, yeah. But Dr. Pepper could be the most one of the most mixable bases yeah. out there because I don't think you could mix it with anything and you'd be all right. Well, there's so many flavors in it. Yeah, I think that's probably what. So my number one favorite thing to drink is canned Mountain Dew, ice cold canned Mountain Dew. I can drink that until I go into cardiac coma. Like just pop one, go, 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 pop it, and just keep going. I love it. Diet, regular in a can. I just, oh. yeah. Doctor Mountain Dew is it's all right. And the best thing about it is, of course, I think this is really what it does. Is right around two o'clock, I hit a wall, and sometimes I'll have a headache, and it's purely a caffeine-based headache because I may have not drinking enough coffee in the morning, and I just kind of blood sugar dips. And I'll take three Advil and chug it so like something like that just to get a little sugar in me or some caffeine and gone. Headache gone. And I'm ready to go. It's good. Not really. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm openly admitting my caffeine addiction. All, so it is what it is, though. Yeah. It happens. I mean, we all have our vices. Oh, yeah. You know, and I you know, I do I, I think people that know me well I love my energy drinks. I don't, I don't live myself to one a day for the most part, but I'm just not going to give them up. Yeah. I mean, I've given up a lot of things. I don't, I hardly drink any beer. I just bought a case of Yingling and I gave it away. Like, you know, like these are things, this is really happening in my life. So, but. Yingling is overrated. I'm, obviously, I must think that to a degree because if I really liked it, I would have had one, right? Yeah. But I didn't. I just said, here's the case of it. But there are people that are just like, bowing down to it and when i walked into work this morning with it and i walked by a couple different people like whoa where'd you get that I'm like well i was just down in ohio visiting my daughter where do you think i got that and i put it on brandon's desk and he was like you're a good man yeah, i'm not a fan but well now i like it what we're gonna do is we'll just both say Yingling is probably the most overrated beer ever now we're gonna find out if al Forsyth actually listens to our pod because he does <laughs> 
or Jeff Mendo. Or Jeff Mendo. If they do, they'll be calling or emailing in. You can email in your complaint because we haven't had an email for a while. You're upset by it. I am. Um, so Sad. they can email their, their grievance, worded it carefully, and then we'll read it out. Yes. So send an email. Send an email. And it's going to be like very, I'm, I'm bringing it. I agree. I don't see what the big deal is. Miles just have a can of Budweiser. Yeah. And except I don't have to drive six and a half hours for a can of Budweiser. I can probably walk three blocks from here and probably find a can somehow. Yeah. I think it's more because it's the longest running brewery in the United States or something. So people are so nostalgic about it. Whatever. <laughs> Very good. Next week on the pod, we're having Mr. Joe Gentry. All right. Your neighbor's dad. Your neighbor's dad. We've wanted to join for a while, and I'm glad it's going to work out. Um, apparently Joe and Mark um, Jacobs have a bromance going on yes it's a very real bromance and I'm excited to explore Mark talked about it on his episode yeah I'm very excited to explore that I'm also ex- excited to explore some things about your neighbor maybe he'll bring in like some embarrassing pictures maybe. like I don't <laughs> know if Ann had braces or something like that but that'd be kind of fun that would be <laughs> yeah just those are the type of things I'm Looking forward to it with Joe. And, of course, Joe was um, a couple of years back with Citizen of the Year. Um, he is super-duper good people. Yes. So, and, of course, we'll talk running. So be ready to talk about races and running and how we're, we're going to put together a half marathon on the pod live. You're always, well, not necessarily live, but in play. You're actually here. Come to life. I guarantee. We both know that's going to happen next week. So. Um, I was actually thinking about it at yoga tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually going to come and you all get to listen to be a part of it. So, um, yeah, um, exciting. I do know we have a list, even though they're ghosting me, they still say they want to be a part. So we'll see if not, I'm what I'm trying to do. And part of the delay is I really want to have new blood on. I mean, I have a list of past guests that just are dying to come on, but I really enjoy having new people to talk about and meet and, it's kind of what this pod is based on. And I'm not saying that they're not going to come on past people, but when we have, we're going to spread them. Out. Yeah. When we have five episodes in the year and three of them have already been past guests, that means yeah. so like, I would just least like to make the effort to sprinkle on a couple new people. And then well, let's be honest, you and I probably need to do this more yeah. just you and me. So, I mean, I think we originally started out to do it, couple times you and me and then i think it only happened like twice the whole year so (laughs) first season so um we can make an effort again for this to happen too yeah so um hopefully by then you'll have maybe next time you do this you'll have a roommate maybe maybe it'll be a girl that is your roommate ideally and then um who knows who knows but there's a lot going on kelsey's coming home march 1st i'll be home on break uh, I told you guys that she's got the uh, conference championship this weekend. She qualified for the shot and the weight, but she's not going to do the shot because her wrist is still down. So, what's she do to her wrist? They don't know. It's not broke. They kind of need an MRI scan. They think there's going to be some ligaments torn. They're more toward that, and she needs an MRI, but she can't really afford an MRI. There's some insurance things, and the school doesn't necessarily know what she did injured it during track. So then it's this who's going to pay for it thing. And it's just, I know, it's this weird thing. But I told her in the end of the day, you'll probably come home in the summer, we'll get it taken care of. I looked at it. Because, yeah. so. I mean, she's only, right now is when she's starting to get good. You know, I mean, as a freshman, she did all right. You know, I mean, she did what, unless you're a super good freshman, but, you know, she's just not. But she's starting to, you know, this weekend, her goal for weight, she can finish. She's thinking she can get on the podium this weekend for all conference. And as a sophomore, and something that she didn't even do, so she just got down there. I mean, that's yeah. that's awesome. So um, stuff like that's cool. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. What you got going on this weekend? Um, nothing. It's really Boring weekend for me this weekend. I don't think anything's going on. So. All right. How about you? Um, I'm supposed to go to the Michigan Delegate Convention, but 
I got to work. So um, we would work. I had I get my one weekend off a month, and but I knew I had to work this weekend coming up because I rotate with this other guy, and if we make this deal, if I can't be there, then he's going to make sure he's there. And if he can't be there, then I make sure I'm, and he can't be there this weekend. Thus, that means I have to be there this weekend. So um, it's Jordan's birthday Friday. Jordan will be 22. Kind of crazy. Allison's nephew, Landon, will be a teenager this weekend. And I think her family is going down this weekend. Um, but it really, I don't have a lot going on either. And it's kind of nice. Yeah. I just want to work and lay low. Hopefully it warms up. I can get rid of some of the snow around my house. Yeah, there's a lot of snow out there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. It was a good episode. It was. All right. Thank you.